0: Now, how do you know some criminal's not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code S E A N. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. They use the same 5G network, same cell towers as the big carriers, and most families saving close to $1,000 a month. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. Well, we coming to your city. Gonna play
1: our guitars and sing you a country sound. And if you want a little
0: bang in your yin-yang, come along.
1: Before Russia attacked, we made sure Russia had javelins and other weapons to strengthen the defenses so Ukraine was ready for whatever happened.
2: Do you believe this is going to be able to drive voters to the polls um, come the midterm
1: elections? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Abortion is on the ballot now. Like where the hell is my party? Hmm. Where's the Democratic Party? You guys paying attention? Yes. They're winning. They are. They have been. Let's acknowledge that. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 269.
0: All right, our two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. Our number, you want to be a part of the program. Interesting that uh, Chucky Schumer has now forced a vote. Uh, it's doomed to fail. They actually had a previous vote on this, on the issue of codifying Roe v. Wade, as they say. But when you get to the substance of it, this shows you how radical and how extreme and how out of touch the Democratic Party is. Anyway, so this will take place tomorrow. And, and even pro-choice Republicans like Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, you know, point out how overly broad it is and striking down all state limits on abortion and, and even bans on gender-based abortion. And both of them are saying that they're worried that it would remove uh, protections for religious hospitals, that it goes against their deeply held religious beliefs and whether they can, you know, here we go again. But really what this bill will do, it's going to legalize abortion up until, you know, the time of birth, for crying out loud. Now, most people that I know that say, all right, I'm pro-choice, they they don't love abortion. They're not like saying, I'd love to make love to the guy that leaked the Supreme Court of, uh, early draft opinion. Um, and then I'd love to abort the child, as this idiot on MSDNC is saying. Most people look at abortion as a bad option a bad choice maybe maybe they support it being legal but they know they don't like it even bill clinton famously saying abortion should be legal but rare and i would add to that fact uh early and when you get to third trimester abortions americans do not support that because they understand the science behind it and the science behind it is is that the child can live outside of a mother's womb and what's really unbelievable in all of this is the DOJ Department of Justice is Merrick Garland uh you have the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas saying uh domestic terrorism is the number one threat to America today meanwhile not paying attention to the opioid and fentanyl crisis at our border and aiding and abetting and lawbreaking and and even the FBI direct where are they as it relates to 18 US code 1507 whoever with the intent of interfering With obstructing or impeding the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness or court officer in the discharge of his duties, pickets or parades in or near a building, housing, a court court of the US or in or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge juror witness or court uh, officer or with such intent uses any sound truck or similar device or resorts to any other demonstration in or near any such building or residence shall be fined under this title or imprisoned uh, not more than 1 year or both it's against the law. Now, the media reaction to the, you know, Jen Psaki, we're not suggesting anyone break laws, but they're perfectly fine, she says. You know, protesting outside of justices' homes, she said it again and again and again.
1: You suggested that uh, peacefully
2: protesting outside the homes of of judges and, and Supreme Court justices uh, is, is part of the freedom of expression and, and part of what we do in the United States. But there's a, there's a law in Virginia that actually prohibits uh, uh, protests outside private residence, even when it's done peacefully. Um, so I'm wondering if. Uh, any sort of uh, demonstrations outside of private homes might run fall of that law and, and other laws like it. The country. We're certainly not suggesting anyone break any laws. I would note that the president's view has long been. And I tweeted this earlier this morning and repeated and made a number of these comments last week as well. That uh, violence, threats and and intimidation have no place in political
1: discourse.
0: OK, why, why would Joe Biden and the administration be perfectly fine with people that don't like a draft opinion of the U.S. Supreme Court, why are they perfectly fine with people going to their homes and their neighborhood and doxing them the way they have? Anyway, David Schoen is with us, uh, former counsel for President Trump uh, and civil rights attorney. And Bob uh, Salser uh, is with us, Philadelphia area civil attorney and former prosecutor. We'll start with you, David Schoen, this whole notion of doxing Supreme Court justices and all these protests taking place outside of their homes.
1: Yeah, it's outrageous. We've never seen anything like it. It's, as you say, exactly an intimidation tactic. Listen, you know, they've found a new campaign platform between the two, two platforms that the Democratic Party has going for them now, the January 6th committee and the circus they're putting out there with their roadshow, and now this thing, scaring people to death and now intimidating the justices.
0: Well, and get your take, Bob. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this, and this can I don't think you can interpret it any other way except this is intimidation. And I would imagine that probably Supreme Court justices are now either going to need round-the-clock security or they're going to have to try and move into a more private area and hope and pray that their location is never disclosed.
1: Sean,
2: I think this is the most disgusting inaction on a domestic issue I've seen from an administration in my lifetime. Merrick Garland is a disgrace they're doing nothing they are effectively condoning and exactly as you said for what reason they're intru- they're attempting to interfere with obstruct or impede the administration of justice as you cited out of uh, section 1507 of the US code there could be no other purpose for this in light of the fact that this draft opinion has been leaked and that's a topic for another day the fact that it's been leaked and no one in the media or in the administration has commented on how disgraceful and outside of the norms we heard for years about norms how outside of the norms that leak is But for what other purpose would this ever
0: occur? I can't if you're asking me to answer the question. I don't know. Now, David, we also had uh, another incident of Molotov cocktails being thrown at an office, uh, an an anti-abortion group in Oregon, a pro-life group in Oregon, just like we had the pro-life group in Wisconsin over the weekend. But the Oregon Right to Life building was the target of this attack. Uh, This seems to be happening, happening with impunity. Now, you mentioned earlier January 6th, the, the one thing that de- Democrats, the one riot they always want to talk about. But uh, meanwhile, their silence was deafening in the summer of 2020 when dozens of Americans died. Thousands of cops were injured, pelted with bricks, rocks, bottles and Molotov cocktails themselves. Billions in property damage. Where's that committee investigating those riots? And where's the committee speaking out on on this and these intimidation tactics of the left is it it's only the one right they care about because they can bludgeon trump with that
1: it's a very important point sean you're as strong an advocate of the first amendment free speech right to demonstrate and protest as anybody i know but as you correctly know there are limits to it when it comes to violence and calls for violence um and by the way, this statute that prohibits this influencing, uh, the court and has time, place, and manner restrictions goes back a long ways. There are state statutes like this. There's a famous case called Cox versus Louisiana in which a state statute was upheld for this because it's different when you're trying to, uh, trying to impact on the course of justice, but you're right. I mean, why isn't it that we're condemning these other actions publicly? Well, part of it is because those actions happen in response to calls for action by public figures. Go back to Schumer's speech on the Supreme Court steps. That wasn't a call to arms and to violence. Not sure what is by a public figure. How about this Mayor Lightfoot now in Chicago uh, with outrageous statements? So they're hearing from their public officials, not only is it not condemned, but that it's okay and that you're to be out there
0: doing it. I keep saying Bob that this is a big lie and a big distraction. The lie is for example outside of these justice's homes, uh, it seems that these 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 radical leftists and you know that they love drawing pictures of coat hangers and it's sort of like reminiscent of of then Senator Ted Kennedy speaking out against uh nominee Robert Bork. Um it's now become an adjective or uh Borking. Uh or an adverb, depending on on which way I guess you would use it. But they're drawing these pictures in chalk on the pavement of of coat hangers and acting as though abortion is going to be outlawed if Roe and Casey are overturned, and we all know that's not true. What will happen is this is not a right enumerated in the Constitution. The Constitution uh, predicted that that would be the case on many issues. That's why we have a Tenth Amendment, And and the right, the constitutional right, then goes to the states to make these decisions.
2: It's one of so many, what I'll call, their big lies. And most specifically, we hear constantly about the end of democracy, the threats to democracy. As I understand it, and bearing in mind this is a draft opinion, but if Roe is overturned, it returns these issues where they belong to the states, where people will actually have a say and a vote. That's democracy. But as always, the left is guilty of that which they accuse us of doing.
0: Well, that's the thing that they're most guilty of. All right, quick break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll continue. Attorney David Schoen and also Attorney Bob uh, Salzer is with us. We'll get to your calls at the bottom of the half hour, Eight hundred nine four one 941 Our number, you want to be a part of the program. On a calm October night, Michael and his wife, they were just out for a walk in their neighborhood when their life got flipped upside down or just like yours could be. Now, Michael was attacked by a homeless woman who stabbed him multiple times before he was able to restrain her and waited for law enforcement to arrive. But what happens next is why our partners at the USCCA exist. Now, while Michael was in the hospital, a detective literally charged him with assault. Now, this is the new America that we're living in. Luckily, Michael was a USCCA member just like me. He used his training, his education and his self-defense liability insurance to stay out of jail and save his family from potential bankruptcy. If you want to learn proven ways to deter criminals, defend your family, avoid legal trouble, just go to uscca.com slash Hannity right now. You'll put in your email, you'll get a free guide put together by the USCCA and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity today. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to think, oh, I'm covered, no worries at all. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out of pocket cost, that's not covered by insurance. Now, that can be a lot of money for you and your family, but how do you know that you're not being overbilled? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Now, unless you're a billing expert, how do you possibly know that your medical bills are accurate? Healthlock, they can help. Healthlock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. That means when your medical claims come in, well, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. And HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix any hidden errors so you only pay what you owe. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over, get this, $130 million dollars. Bottom line is, insurance alone is not enough. Now, to save, just go to healthlock.com. That's one word, healthlock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you'll get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company, Now, you get the same quality service that you get from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, but you get it at half the cost. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year, and guess what? There's no activation fees and no contract to sign, and they use the same cell towers and the same 5G network. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. Anyway, this is a company that shares your values. They support our military and our veterans. And by the way, they don't advertise on fake news networks, thankfully. Go to the website, puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch. It's simple. It's fast. It's easy. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean. That's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. I right, would continue attorneys. Uh, David Schoen is with us. Bob Salsa is with us discussing, you know, this whole doxing issue. It is against the law. Nobody in law enforcement seems to care. The DOJ doesn't care. The FBI doesn't seem to care. Uh, trying to figure out why they don't care. Department of Homeland Security secretary that says domestic uh, extremism is the number one threat to the country. He doesn't seem to care either. Their silence is deafening and they got the seal of approval from Joe Biden to dox these Supreme Court justices. Now the question is, do you see the Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, the FBI... Are they going to do anything about this? Cuz I don't I don't suspect they will. And I'll tell you one other thing that really outrages me. Okay, uh on January 6th, you know David, I was live on this radio show condemning in real time what was going on. That can't happen in this country. Um just like I condemned the 574 riots through the summer of 2020, the the, the silence of the media mob was deafening. Then you have people like Kamala Harris aiding and offering aid and comfort and support Uh, for those people involved in that writing, even tweeting out a bail fund for, to get people out of jail responsible for some of these acts of violence and, and mean, and also praising the LAPD for defunding efforts. And, what I don't understand is why haven't we ever followed up on all of those riots with all of the video that we have and arrested every single person that was involved in in the, those riots in the summer of 2020? Why do they only focus on one riot and ignore 574 others that killed dozens, injured thousands of cops? Why is that?
1: Important question that every American should be asking. The problem is, you're the only one really asking it forcefully all the time. The media drops it, and therefore the politicians feel no pressure. I want to add one point to the previous uh, comment you were making that is, disinformation does a great damage to our, our country. If you read Justice Alito's draft, and it is just a draft, he specifically talks about these fears people are raising now, that this would do away with the right to interracial marriage and the use of contraceptives and gay marriage and all of that. He says abortion is different because you're dealing with a non-consenting party, the unborn life. It's different from that. So stop all the fear-mongering. All right, let me ask
0: both of you this. Let me play Chuck Schumer on the steps of the United States Supreme Court, and I want to play the game What if Sean Hannity said the things that Chuck Schumer said? Listen,
1: I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions.
0: Isn't that a violation of law, Bob? Uh, And what would happen if I had said that about it? you know, two liberal justices on the court.
2: Oh, I think we know what would have happened if you said that, Sean. You'd certainly be under investigation. But I remember at the time when Chuck Schumer said that, it was stunning. And when he said, they'll pay a price. What price? It's a lifetime appointment. They won't know what hit them. What does that mean? But it comes back to a bigger problem, and I've pointed this out many times. There's a complete double standard here. All depends on what letters after your name when it comes to whether you'll actually receive justice or not. And the media refuses to do its job. No one ever followed up with Chuck Schumer. You would have. But I guarantee he won't come on your show, Sean.
0: No, he's not going to. But isn't that I've been saying for a long time, David Schoen, equal justice under the law, equal application of our laws does not exist in America. And we saw that with the Russia hoax. You, You see this with the riots in the summer of 2020. You see it here. The double standard is so flagrant, so obvious, so transparent. You know, for example, if you really don't want something like January 6th to happen again, we know how to prevent that. Donald Trump had authorized up to 20,000 troops two days before the 6th. But nobody wants to ask the question of Nancy Pelosi and Mayor Bowser. Why didn't they, as required by the law, the president, once he authorized that, it, it was in their hands to call them up. Why didn't they listen to the Capitol Police chief? Why didn't they take advantage of the extra security that they brought they, should have known that they would need with such massive crowds that were planning on marching to the Capitol.
1: And why doesn't the January 6th committee, why didn't Pelosi allow members to join that committee who wanted to ask those questions? Listen, Donald Trump was impeached for saying in a, for a speech that was nothing close to uh, what Schumer said. And we played the Schumer speech during the impeachment trial.
0: Oh, it's pretty amazing. We'll give you the last word, Bob.
2: You know, Sean, I'm just going to come back to what you had said a moment ago. If this continues, and by this I mean the 2 tier justice system on which you comment all the time, this is how you get anarchy. Sooner or later, it will become untenable. And this would have been a perfect example for the Department of Justice to do the right thing and step in. And thus far they haven't. And to answer your earlier question, I don't think they will.
0: I don't think they're going to either. I don't think they're going to lift a finger. I think things have gotten so far out of hand, and they didn't seem to care in the summer of 2020. That's why, uh, you know, they've been feigning outrage only about instances that benefit their political narrative. It just rings hollow for me, for sure. Uh, anyway, David, thank you, Bob. Great to have you. 800 941 on number. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break. Right back.
1: Mainstream media loves to hate. This is the Sean Hannity Show.
0: Hi, 25 now till the top of the hour. Toll free, our number 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Um, Linda, one thing we've been right about from the very beginning is this whole Trump-Russia collusion, lie, conspiracy theory, hoax, etc., etc. It's now come out. Actually, the great one, uh, Mark Levin pointed this out to me last night in, in a separate article. Uh, it was covered in the Epic Times today. New, n- Brand new DOJ notes reveal the FBI was in a panic after Donald Trump tweeted that he knew he was being spied on. These notes taken by high level DOJ officials. Remember, I always talked about the one percent, not the 99 percent. I'm talking about the one percent here. Names you'll recognize. Anyway, during a a March 6, 2017 meeting with FBI leadership exposed the lengths that the FBI engaged in to cover up their spying of the 2016 campaign of President Donald J. Trump. These notes were apparently released uh, two days ago by lawyers representing former Hillary Clinton attorney Michael Sussman as part of the effort to, quote, clear him on charges of having lied to the FBI The notes, in reality, appear to do little to exonerate Sussman, but do provide quite a bit of information on the FBI. And that's the deep state. Remember, we talked a lot about the deep state. The meeting at which the notes were taken took place just two days after Trump's March 4th, 2017 tweet, in which he accused former President Barack Obama of having wiretapped Trump Tower. Trump's tweet panicked FBI leadership we were unsure exactly how much Donald Trump knew about their efforts to tie him with Russia collusion allegations. Now, what the notes reveal is that in response to the tweet, they tried to cover their tracks. Again, I'm reading verbatim here. By March of 2017, the FBI leadership already knew with near certainty that Trump-Russia collusion claims were a hoax. By the way, I think there's still two more FISA applications That were signed, even though the dirty dossier, uh, which even uh, Andrew McCabe recognized, no FISA warrant without the phony, dirty dossier. Keep that in mind. But uh, they knew by this time it was false. They knew that Clinton's campaign had a plan to vilify Donald Trump, portraying Donald Trump as a a puppet of Putin. The FBI also knew that not a single claim in the so-called Steele dossier Member says at the top of a FISA application, verified, it was unverifiable, but the piece goes on, which was the primary source of allegations of Trump Russia collusion. None of it they knew checked out. None of it. They knew it by this point. In fact, uh, at that point, the FBI had already spent three days interviewing Steele's primary source. We've talked about this. Igor Danchenko who had disavowed pretty much everything in, in Steele's dossier. <laughs> this this was this was bar talk. Remember that line? The FBI also knew that the Alpha Bank story, which claimed that a Trump server was communicating with a Russian bank, information that had been brought to them by Sussman, they knew at this time that was bogus. In short, the FBI knew that all the claims of Trump-Russia collusion had proven to be fake. But things took a very dramatic turn. On March the 4th, when Trump said on Twitter that he knew that Obama had wiretapped Trump Tower, a public claim of spying that set off alarm bells with both the FBI and the DOJ leadership. Remember, the media mob went insane over that. Turns out Donald Trump was more right than he knew. And Trump's tweets so alarmed these DOJ and FBI officials that the topic dominated a meeting two days later that included uh, FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe. The guy that said no dossier, no FISA application approval. He said you needed the dirty dossier. He admitted it. And acting U.S. Attorney General Dana Buente, who also, I think, signed one of the, if I'm not mistaken, one of the FISA applications also. Comey signed three of them. Now, the problem for the FBI was this. They didn't know how much Donald Trump actually knew about their actions a day earlier, March the 3rd, 2017. Radio talk show host, the great one, Mark Levin, had reported that the Obama administration had obtained uh, FISA warrants that involved Trump and several of his advisors. Levin also reported that Trump's off-the-cuff joke in July of 2016. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing have become the basis for the Russia collusion accusations. How absurd is all this? But also, how dangerous is it? But as we know, the uh, FISA warrants weren't the only thing that the FBI leadership was involved in. The FBI was actively spying on the Trump campaign and the incoming Trump administration's transition communications, a fact also revealed in new notes. The FBI not only spied on the Trump campaign advisor Carter Page, but also on on another aide, George Papadopoulos, going so far to lure him to London, where they tried to set him up in a clumsy but elaborate sting operation. There are also new fake accusations brought by Sussman that Trump was tied uh, to the use of a a Russian Yoda phone. Do you hear that? Whatever the hell that is. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. No. Anyway, there was a matter of uh, the tech executive, Rodney Jafferman, with deep ties to the FBI, who had been using his access to non-public data to spy on Trump, both at Trump Tower and at the White House. In all likelihood, Trump probably only knew... Uh, what was reported the day before by Levin and others, that the, the FISA warrant on an, on a campaign aid, but the FBI leadership didn't know what he knew or what he didn't know. The discussion at the March 6th meeting was dominated by Trump's tweet with the FBI's McCabe kicking things off by stating the Bureau is trying to determine what was behind Trump's tweets. And you actually have an exhibit, you know, trying to determine what's behind POTUS's tweets. Notes that the meeting were taken by three DOJ officials. Uh, The notes were released because one of the notes appears to show that McCabe stated that Sussman had represented clients when he took the Alpha Bank allegations to the FBI. Remember, Sussman initially told the FBI he didn't represent anyone. It's that lie to the FBI by Sussman that he has been charged with. And Sussman's lawyers are hoping to sow doubt by introducing that single sentence that appears to say otherwise. Now, this claim by Sussman's lawyers, however, in essence, is a sideshow as the notes are are double hearsay evidence written six months after Sussman told the FBI the exact opposite. Now, the real bombshells are in many pages of notes that Sussman doesn't cite. Those notes reveal the true extent of the FBI's panic over Trump's tweet. The first reaction from FBI leadership appears to have been to tell the acting attorney general of a sequence of lies about their investigation. The notes also revealed the FBI repeatedly referred to Steele's dossier as crown reporting, suggesting the dossier represented some sort of official U.K. government intelligence, when in fact it was mostly information made up by Steele and Danchenko, which, by the way, they already knew. And the new notes also revealed that FBI agent Peter Strzok lied to his DOJ superiors about what triggered Alexander Downer, the Australian ambassador in London, to come forward to the FBI with information regarding his meeting with Papadopoulos. It has always been the FBI's official story that it was Downer who initiated the official um, Trump-Russia investigation, but that story is now undermined in in these new notes, in which Strzok claims that it was Trump's joke about Russia finding Clinton's emails that triggered Downer. In truth, Downer had come forward before Trump even made that joke. The FBI also lied to the DOJ about Carter Page and his warrant, his FISA warrant, which they claim was fruitful when it actually had revealed nothing nefarious at all, something that the FBI was aware of by this time. And the FBI appears to have also tried to misrepresent and elevate Alpha Bank allegations by claiming the Trump organization had sent a solicitation to Alpha Bank. Again, completely false. The FBI's IT team, they'd completely disproven the Alpha Bank allegations, but rather than admit it, they tried to breathe new life into the Alpha allegations through its misrepresentations. Now, all of these exculpatory facts were not just hidden from the interim DOJ officials at this March 6, 2017, meaning the FBI, actually, the leadership in the FBI, the 1%, the deep state... Twisted those facts to make it all appear like there was a strong case against Trump when they knew there was no case at all. They'd already determined that that at that time. And I'm going to finish more of my commentary here. We've been right the whole time. The mob and the media, they've been wrong. They've lied for three long years. And this country, we don't get to the bottom of this and hold these people accountable. You don't have a country. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened... Well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately, but we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now enter the burner, less lethal pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China.